Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, John June. And of course, as always, got my guy, my co-host, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man? Yo, what's going on, people? Uh, great weekend. Excellent fantasy championship, uh, you know, in dramatic fashion that it always seems to do. Uh, yeah, I'm just happy about these, you know, calls. I hopefully help for these fantasy people out here. You know, I'm, I'm convinced it's definitely because... I wasn't in it, you know, there, there's nothing that could really help me out because I was out of contention. So that's just the luck that I have. But I'm, I'm here helping the people out, which is, you know, just as good. Yeah, man, I almost introduced you as Santa Claus on here because you were out here giving <laughs> gifts on the pod, man, before Christmas uh, with these starts of the week. But, you know, without further ado, let's just jump right into it, man. And, and the QB won on the week, uh, Greg started the week, Tom Brady did it in a half, in a 29.92 half. fantasy points, 22 of 27, 348 uh, passing yards, and four touchdowns, almost had as many passing touchdowns as he had in completions, again, in a half, uh, going up against this Detroit defense. Greg, what would you make of this performance here by your start of the week, Tom Brady? This man was on fire. Absolutely did all of this in a half again uh, against Detroit. You know, the Swiss cheese defense that it is. Uh, man, you just love attacking this defense all year. Where any running back, quarterback, any position, it doesn't matter. Tom Brady, fantasy playoff. Tom Brady is here and he's here to stay as long as he's with Tampa Bay. Uh, man, this is, yeah, Tom Brady's going to do what he has to do. Yeah, man. I mean, this is one of these things where the, you know, we look at the Detroit, you know, we get the news. Uh, alert that Detroit's going to be missing their defensive staff and their defensive coaching. And maybe the casual fan is just like, oh, yeah, that's no big deal. And then you watch the game and you realize Tom Brady has four passing touchdowns and 348 passing yards at the half. And then you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess defensive coaches probably are important if your yep, defense, even a if bit. your defense yeah. is bad. <laughs> just, <laughs> just a bit. Just a little bit. Um, yeah, so... Uh, the QB two on the week, man. Andy Dalton, twenty-seven point five eight fantasy points, twenty-two of thirty, three hundred seventy-seven yards, three passing touchdowns, an interception, and fifteen rushing yards. Uh, Greg, what do we make of this performance here by the Red Rifle? Andy the Red Dalton. Rifle, yes, sir. He uh, put up on a good performance here. Got that in very, very critical and crucial dub for this Dallas Cowboys team, giving them a shot uh, in the Week 17 NFC East thrill. That will hopefully, I don't know who's going to win that division, but uh, they they got they're still in it and eliminating the uh, the Eagles. Uh, good performance by Andy Dawn. Um, keep it going. Yeah, man, this is one that I, I think, I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but I, I feel like I, I personally overlooked this one a little bit. We we were talking about, you know, when we, break, when we broke down this game, this this Philadelphia's uh, secondary being, being beat up a little bit. Uh, they showed the graphic here of Michael Jacket uh, giving up 182 receiving yards to the Dallas Cowboys receivers. 
uh, going into the game, he was uh, I was why well, really high. I was really high on Amari Cooper because going into the game, you know, that guy had been uh, giving up the highest, the most half PPR points over the last month. So Andy Dalton uh, thriving off of that one. Uh, somebody who's been thriving uh, ever since his coach had his head coach got fired in week four. Um, or after week four, that is Deshaun Watson, man. 26.76 fantasy points, 24 of 33, 324 yards, three t- three passing touchdowns. Did lose a fumble, but also added 38 rushing yards. Uh, Greg, what do we make of this performance here by Deshaun Watson? Yeah, Deshaun continuing to kill, continuing to be very consistent uh, as that QB1 that you you know we thought he would be. Uh, yeah, he's going to just continue to do this into next year. Uh, there's no reason why he shouldn't be top five going into next year at quarterback. And uh, whenever, whoever receiver, whoever's playing, he, he got you. The floor is there and the ceiling is there as well. Yeah, man. Deshaun has been uh, – he's, he's – you know, it was rough to start the year. I mean, that schedule was tough, um, but has been on fire uh, even through all the obstacles. A head coach getting fired, uh, losing um, – you know, Randall Cobb and Will Fuller to a suspension, or Randall Cobb to injury, Will Fuller to suspension. But, uh, you know, just all of these obstacles that he had to face along the way, and, and he's still giving you QB1 performances, especially over the last, uh, you know, five or six weeks. Uh, you know, even we were just talking about a few weeks ago, without Will Fuller, you know, could you trust Deshaun? The schedule was tough. He had games against Indy and... Um, you know, Indy and uh, Chicago and Indy again. And, and then, you know, now this game. Um, so, like, you know, against Cincinnati, which obviously we weren't scared of. But, you know, we were talking, like, can you trust Deshaun going into the fantasy playoffs? And, you you know, we said do it. And he, if, if, if you did, you know, he's helped you probably potentially win, it, win a championship here. Um, and rounding out the top 12, man, QB4, Aaron Rodgers, the QB5, Ben Roethlisberger, the QB6. Mitch Trubisky, the QB7, Kirk Cousins, the QB8, Derek Carr, the QB9, Brandon Allen, the QB10, Lamar Jackson, the QB11, Jalen Hurts, the QB12, Patrick Mahomes, and some honorable mentions here, uh, Russell Wilson having a day against, uh, you know, a decent day against uh, 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 the the Rams there, and the Matt Ryan uh, also having a a decent day without Julio Jones, and then Ryan Tannehill having himself a, a good day as well. Uh, Greg, which of these stud quarterback performances stood out to you, my man? Uh, definitely a good day when both Mitch Trubisky and Derek Carr both finished as QB1s. Um, you know, for <laughs> those guys that uh, went out there and streamed them, that means they came through for you in the most important time. So that leaves with a good a good uh, no smell after. Uh, and, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Jalen Hurts, again, finishing as a QB1. Uh, t- told you, you know, this man is going to be consistently and, and solid um, and definitely – yeah, that was pretty much it. Yeah, man, it was it was pretty good QB week, man. Um, you know, again, like you said, Jalen Hurts finishing as a top twelve quarterback, uh, three weeks in a row here. I mean, this thing's here to stay. Um, you know, and then Mitch Trubisky, our collective stream of the week here. So, uh, you know, that was a good call to make. I mean, Mitch Trubisky, I know it was tough. You know, four weeks ago when we said he could potentially lead you to a chip, but um, you know. Ho- <laughs> It, it if you if you went through with it it it, 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 it yeah paid off. Some good fruit yes, sir. There. yeah definitely um but unfortunately there were some jags uh and the first jag i just want to get this one out the way we recorded our starts of the week on wednesday night i believe it was uh and my quarterback start of the week was baker mayfield and 
uh, going into the game on Sunday, <laughs> Baker Mayfield and uh, I mean the, the Cleveland Browns found out that they weren't going to have their uh, top four wide receivers. I believe it was was it three or four, Greg? Do you remember? Uh, I think they're four, and they're entire. I think three of their old linemen or two of their starting linemen too, as well. Yeah, so they were so uh, when when that happens. Uh, yeah. Baker over. Mayfield no longer becomes no, quarterback. No, not a week. not a few people. <laughs> few people become quarterback starter week. Yes. Year, so, <laughs> so um, but yeah, Baker Mayfield uh, obviously was a jag at that position. Uh, eight points, I think it was. Yeah, they found this out had. like Friday morning, Saturday morning. So this is wild. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, night. no, it was it was it was it was like Saturday night, Saturday afternoon, Saturday night yeah. because they said that Sunday morning they had the wide receivers. Because they had to call some wide receivers up from the practice squad. And so they had them. It's literally like going um, to work to do a project. And then you realize, no, there's no PowerPoint. You got to do it all from from scratch from yeah, the head. All <laughs> from scratch. And in, instead, we're going to meet in the uh, the parking lot to uh, go over the, to put the PowerPoint together. Because that's basically what these guys did. They met in the parking garage uh, of the team hotel. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> At uh, it, Sunday morning to basically go through a walkthrough. Yeah. So uh, that's basically what happened there with with the Browns, and then Kyler Murray he played on Saturday uh, Saturday afternoon, um, the four thirty game, and you know that game I didn't see this game in its entirety. I was you know with family and whatnot, but um, you know Kyler didn't have a great day. San Francisco 49ers defense. Uh, shut him down a little bit, and then Kyler also had, uh, you know, seemed like an injury near the end of the game. I ha- I still haven't seen it. Seems like it's pretty, um, you know, he's gonna be okay. Um, they are making plans, as you know, contingency plans in the event that he cannot play on Sunday. Uh, but Greg, what was your thoughts there with Kyler Murray and his tough performance there on on Saturday? Yeah, they just c- couldn't get a lot running, which he hasn't been doing a lot in the second half of the season. Um, you know, the, um, a lot of the corner play was good on, on D hop. So yeah, um, in general, um, it was, it was a tough performance. Um, you know, overall it was, it was a good season for Kyler, a good second year leap. Uh, definitely, definitely looked for him to be, uh, I think in the top 10 for sure. Top five, arguably at quarterback again next year. Yeah, definitely gonna, you know, be drafted as such for sure. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I think DeAndre Hopkins had left this game at one point as well, which we obviously know is going to hurt Kyler a little bit mm-hmm. there. Um, and then some other guys that potentially didn't come through for you championship week, uh, Phillip Rivers and uh, Justin Herbert. Uh, Rivers had been solid, um, you know, all year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week didn't come through for you. And then Justin Herbert, you know, he, he you know, he, I'm not really calling him a jag here. It's just, uh, you know, with a week with so many good quarterback performances, he had uh, an underwhelming week. Per se, so uh, just gonna you know that's this is out of respect for Herbert here, but uh, what do you make of those performances there, Greg? Yeah, definitely tough from uh, those two. I'm I'm excited though. Definitely ho- can ho- hopefully get Herbert for that discount next year. Thinking of those, you know, we were going off air talking about a lot of next year prospects. Uh, man, Herbert is definitely one I'm targeting. Um, and yeah, Philip Rivers, you know, solid. Uh, you know, the last couple games, but before you know this week didn't play so well. But you know, he's got a solid matchup this week in a game they must win so uh should be nice yeah yeah definitely um all right man let's move on to this running back position and the number one running back of the week uh my opponent had him so there goes that uh and 
my League of Extraordinary People uh, team that is not in the playoffs has him along with the number two guy, which we'll get to. But anyway, Alvin Kamara, 54.7 fantasy points, 22 carries, 155 yards, and not one touchdown. Not two. Mm-mm. Not three. Mm-mm. Not four. Tell LeBron. Tell not LeBron. five. Six touchdowns Alvin Kamara has scored. Three catches, 17 yes, yards, no re- no no touchdown receptions. But who needs him when you got six rushing touchdowns? Uh, apparently, word on the street is uh, Drew Brees' son, Braylon, had Alvin Kamara on his fantasy team as Woo! well. So he so he was thriving off these six, this six touchdown there. performance. <laughs> Definitely a conflict of interest. I will totally agree with you, Greg. Uh, that is not fair. Uh, but anyway... Greg, what'd you make of this performance here by Alvin Kamara? Yeah, man. Legendary. This is uh, like, you know, this is a GOAT performance right here for in the fantasy <laughs> championship finals. Like, there's nothing better you can ask for. Like, at the most important no. time, you need someone to come through for you. This is legendary GOAT Jordan-like type performance right here. Like, oh, man, he's going to go down in the on fantasy. On Christmas. Level. On Christmas Day. This is it. Like, this, you can't get any better. He's going to go down in the Fantasy Hall of Fame just for this performance alone. Like, if Alvin Kamara was just a random person that didn't do anything before this, and this was his one performance, I would still take him. And this is, like, Alvin Kamara, yeah, he's the best man. Oh, man, number one next year. I don't care. Book it. Lock it in. Yeah, man, I still I still, uh, am going to take CMC. But Alvin Kamara, I'm not going to knock it, man. He's one of my favorite players in the league. Uh, six touchdowns. He should have had seven, man. This is crazy. Six ties in the NFL record, but he could have had seven, but the Saints had to be cute and put Taysom Hill in there. Nobody cared about Taysom. I was going against Alvin Kamara. Come on, man. And I didn't even care anymore. I was like, I want to see history. Let my man get the seven. Seven for seven. Yeah, get the seven, man. Crazy, man. Uh, But you know what? It's all good. Alvin Kamara, uh, hopefully you had him in your fantasy playoffs and he led you to chips. Uh, Hopefully you're not like me and you have him and you didn't get to the chip. You didn't even make it to the playoffs, so you couldn't even thrive off of this six touchdown performance. Uh, but anyway, man, the Q, the I'm running back two on the week. First start of the week. If Alvin Kamara doesn't score six touchdowns, man, the gas man is filling <laughs> it up uh, for you as the RB one. Thirty one point four fantasy points, fourteen carries, eighty seven yards. No touchdowns, but also added five catches, 82 yards, and two touchdown receptions there. Greg, what would you make of this performance by your start of the week? The gas man. It's the gas man. I don't, there's nothing more they can really say about this man. He's proved it all year, uh, being probably the the waiver wide, one of the waiver wide pickups of the year. Uh, next year, he's going to be a sneaky guy. I'm, I'm going to be looking at next year. Y'all, oh, man, I got to get the gas man. Doing this with under 15 carries. He's uh, you know not relied on his QB. Talk about guys, running backs that. Are relied on their QBs. This man doesn't matter who plays. Tua fits. This man is going to be the gas with this offense. Let's go, the gas man. The gas man is, yo. This guy has been wonderful all year as a, a, a waiver wire pickup to the point where I, I was hurting because he wasn't available to me. I know, like you were like, oh, you just lost a, a huge piece. Like the people that got him back for fantasy championships were like, oh, I just signed. The top free agent, like you know, the Texas, like this guy getting a top agent, like it's it's perfect to close. Yeah, man, the gas man has been great. Unfortunately, for you know, I, I do know we're high on the gas man here. Might have to take him next year, but watch out, man. Miami 
is one of those teams along with Pittsburgh. I feel like they're destined to draft the running back. Uh, oh, man. And Najee uh, Harris would look real uh, good in that uh, teal, man. man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just oh, saying. Oh, man. Don't Miles get me hyped for Najee, too. For, you know, you know, I love me some Najee Harris, man. Roll Tide. I mean, yeah, man. I mean, Gaskin, uh, Miles Gaskin could end up being a thorn in the side <laughs> of Najee Harris fantasy, nah, fantasy nah, managers nah, out man, there. Yo, nah, then there's definitely. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm hoping could that. Could be like you know, the Austin. Najee Austin goes Eckler. before that. Because Miami's probably, you know, close to making the playoffs. So they might not get a good pick. Yeah. A high pick. Oh, what do you mean? They have Houston. Remember, I told you oh, they don't right, have Houston. They don't have a pick. pick. <laughs> Oh man! I mean, granted, they're not gonna take they're not gonna take a, a uh, they're not gonna take them at five, but you know, I'm just interested about they got what, the, who's gonna start next week, man. It's gonna be interesting at QB or who's gonna be playing most of the time. Actually, I mean, it's gonna be two. Uh, who's gonna play most of the time, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, what does Miami Miami could consider taking a quarterback at five? I don't know. Whoops. <laughs> <Yo. laughs> Oh, man. remember that was a that was a rumor that was thrown out that Miami was playing yeah. Tua because they wanted to to see if they had to evaluate this quarterback class. Yep, 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 definitely. I mean, you know, Justin Fields. I mean, Justin Fields. <laughs> Justin Fields. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, right, man, let's move on. Oh, to nah, this. they have Brian Flores. They're good. They're good. They're good. <laughs> let's move on to this RB three man, and nobody saw this coming. Nobody started this guy. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan, man, 27.6 fantasy points, 13 carries, 95 yards, two rushing touchdowns. One was a, like a 50-yarder, uh, sp- broke a few tackles, spun out, took off down the sideline. It was beautiful. Uh, four four catches, 41 yards. Greg, what you make of Samaj P. Ryan's, uh, you know, his performance here in, in a win against Houston? Yeah, I'm definitely a prior person that no one had picked up and added, so he probably didn't help a lot of people, but... You know, it's a good performance by him. Definitely hurt the people that played Gio Bernard. Uh, but, uh, yeah. No, uh, Gio was solid still. Oh, he was. He? Oh, okay, word. Yeah. Well, you know, they were both had a, a solid day. You know, definitely can't. Don't rely on him next week if you're in those Week 17 finals, though. Yeah, I mean, um, he's a guy that potentially could be a guy that we, you know, in Dynasty Leagues might have to roster as a potential, you know, um, insurance policy to Joe Mixon. You know, obviously mm-hmm. he, you know, he's, we know his situation. Uh, you know, I was, li- I was watching a Bengals game recently. I think it was last week. They were talking about Samaj P. Ryan, uh, how the Bengals coaching staff feels like he could be, you know, the perfect backup running back for them. Uh, and he has a lot of talent and he showed that in this game. So granted against Houston, really good matchup here, but um, something to note there from a dynasty perspective. But the running back four on the week, David Johnson turning back the clock there, man. Yes, sir. Um, as the RB4. Um, Jeff Wilson Jr., the RB5. Uh, A.J. Dillon, the RB6. RB7, Jonathan Taylor, my start of the week. The RB8, J.D. McKissick. The RB9, David Montgomery. The RB10, Giovanni Bernard. The RB11, Miles Sanders. And the RB12, Zeke Elliott. Also going to throw out Austin Eckler and James Conner as some honorable mentions here. But, Greg, what did you make of the overall running back, uh, these stud performances by the running back position? Yeah, it was it was great. You know, David Montgomery, again, closing well, strong uh, in his, his campaign. Good to see Zeke back in here and Miles Sanders, uh, both those guys. Uh, and then the usual names like Nick Chubb and, and Dalvin Cook. So uh, a lot of studs that were, you know, you drafted high came through for you. Um, but yeah, the rookies coming through, uh, AJ Dillon and JT, that's dope. Yeah, man. Um, you know, JT, obviously that's what I'm happy about. 
um, you know, him, David Montgomery was my breakout last year, so it's really feels really good to see David Montgomery put it together this year because I, I always believed in the talent. You always saw all that stuff about David Montgomery uh, not being good on, at football, and, you know, that, that was just all noise to me. But mm-hmm. uh, Jonathan Taylor, um, you know, him really having this, you know, second year, second half of the year ascension has been really nice. Um, you know, hopefully that lead that take they take that in the next year because it was really annoying for him to get 16 touches in the first half and end the game with 20 touches. Like it was really, it was really annoying. Uh, I was on tilt. Uh, clearly, I needed JT to get me fantasy points this weekend. But AJ Dillon, that's the one you want to see me tilt. Uh, try being, try needing 20 points. In your in our, we had our dynasty league. Obviously, I was in our dynasty league championship. Greg, try needing twenty points from Aaron Jones and watching AJ Dillon <laughs> get twenty five, you know, twenty five point four of them. Crazy, you know. So maybe Matt Lafleur was really like mi- missing the fact that he he didn't have Derrick Henry, so he was like, oh, let me put in AJ Dillon to kind of match that. Yeah, right. He wanted the world to see, like, oh, see what I was talking about when I said that thing about AJ. You know, I've yep. never seen a running back yep. built like AJ Dillon. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, uh, they're coming. Like, nah, nah, AJ Dillon. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this has been, you know, a, you know, AJ Dillon. Uh, this is going to be interesting to see what Green Bay does with Aaron Jones. Uh, Aaron Jones is a free agent after the year, mm-hmm. um, and so there is a lot. They, you know, they they were talking about contracts, but they obviously spent a high draft pick on AJ Dillon. Mm-hmm. Jamal Williams is also a free agent. Curious to see. And A.J. Dillon, I mean, he didn't look great. I mean, he didn't look better than Aaron Jones. He didn't, you know, look, you know, anything like Aaron Jones. They're completely different players, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But A.J. Dillon did look good. Uh, A.J. Dillon also showed something that I think people uh, didn't think that he could do, which was catch the football. I mean, he only caught two balls, but yeah, uh, one of them on the flat that was pretty was nice. out from his body. Yeah, yeah, it was nice out from the body, which you don't expect for a back that's two hundred and forty-seven pounds. So. Uh, you know, I was high on AJ Dillon coming in the year. Obviously, not high on him from a you know redraft perspective because he's sitting behind Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. But he's somebody that we could potentially be talking about in the off season. Yeah, if they lose both um, of them, which would be crazy. But uh, I mean, I feel like the Packers want to still kind of keep Aaron Rodgers interested in trying to win Super Bowls. So probably spin a yeah, little I, change. I can't see I can't see Aaron Rodgers like. I mean, I know Aaron Rodgers obviously doesn't. He doesn't have. I mean, I don't know how much say he has within that organization, but he's Aaron Jones is somebody that Aaron that Aaron Rodgers likes a lot. Yeah, so I don't see how. Yeah, I mean, granted, you know, I'm of the frame of mind like don't pay running backs, but I'm of the frame of mind don't pay running backs unless they're really special, and I think Aaron Jones is really special, uh, like in the Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey sense special. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I. Think that he's somebody that should be paid. That's just my opinion, though. Yeah, it's, I mean, especially on that roster. Who else are you paying on that team? I know, man. Devontae, and that's <laughs> it. Like you, you didn't draft the receiver. It. You didn't draft. Yeah, and that's it. Right? Like, like that's it. Like you, you guys don't go do. Packers don't do free agency. They're they're draft. They're homegrown teams. Like so, I mean, I don't I don't get it. I don't know, man, but uh, rounding out this, uh, well, these Jag performances, these just the guys here, uh, Le'Veon Bell, <laughs> that one, uh, that one's really interesting yeah. because we, we all assumed Le'Veon Bell would get this workload, uh, that he would be the lead guy here, and um, 
Daryl Williams led the way. <laughs> so what do you make of this performance here by Love Bell? Can we even trust him in a week 17 that the starters, or maybe we do trust him in a week 17 where the starters aren't expected to play much? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I wouldn't take the risk unless you really desperately need to, but I mean, you know, uh, you just there's. I'm sure there's a lot of other options uh, out there, and especially in Week 17, you probably got your guys um, for for running back. I wouldn't trust it. Um, probably it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with him next year, especially too. Or is he just gonna be one of those like very late sleepers that we're not gonna be talking about? I don't think we're gonna talk about Le'Veon Bell at all next yeah, year. Yeah, I know. Like it's crazy. <laughs> Are we not? He's gonna be just <laughs> one of those like Shady McCoy situations. Like, uh, wild. I mean, if Shady McCoy, uh, man, I don't know. I think Le'Veon Bell could still be a serviceable back in the NFL. I think he could still be a third down back. I think you could still, you know, use him in that capacity. It's just it's crazy. I don't know. Another what year older. Another year away from this. Seeing Le'Veon Bell do be Le'Veon Bell, uh, crazy. I think I just need to go back and watch like Pittsburgh highlights of <laughs> Le'Veon Bell to, to remind myself. How good? I mean, yeah, this dude is he, not a scrub. He, yeah, because <laughs> he's not a scrub. He's he special. <laughs> like he was a number one hundred and one just a couple years ago. Oh man! All right, man. Another guy who was probably never really special, but. Ends up on this list around the same time as Le'Veon Bell. They came out, I believe. Melvin Gordon the third. That was a Jag performance of all Jag performances of I've seen one. You got no Philip Lindsay. The matchup was nice against the Chargers here. Again, you got no Philip Lindsay. <laughs> it's a revenge game for you, Melvin. What are you doing, guy? Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man that was a jack performance there and then uh you know josh jacobs man i mean what do you even do with this guy <laughs> um yeah that's that's a tough week i mean overall he's he's been good for you i mean i don't see why you wouldn't bench him next week um it's just you're hoping that the raiders i mean the raiders were in a competitive game so like they're they were in it it's just i don't know what happened this week yeah, I mean, it's he's just tough for me because obviously, like, we always talk about it all the time. He, in a competitive game, you know, he's going to be, you want to play him. But that's like half the time because the Raiders are 8-8, eight and 9-7, eight, and seven, whatever they're going to end up being. Right. And then you're also dealing with this where is, oh, yeah, then there's that occasional time where he'll have a bad game, even if they are winning. <laughs> so, really, you're telling me I could only use Josh Jacobs like, Six or seven times a year. 60% of the time. Yeah, uh, 70% of the time. Yeah, yeah. But, like, he's an RB1 that 70% of the time, which makes him over. No, he's an RB1, like, 40% of the time. <laughs> which makes him, like, a top 20 play. Like, you know, kind of. But then he's an RB. he's an RB3, like, the other 70% or the other 60%. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, is that worth a first or second round pick? Because that's where Josh Jacobs is going. I mean, I I make that Antonio Gibson argument for him over him next year. Um, oh, I'm not touching if Antonio Gibson, DeAndre Swift, Jonathan yeah, Taylor, John, yeah, all these guys, uh, yeah, James Robinson, even even Clyde when he gets back, 
yeah, depending on what James Robinson's situation is, all these guys I'm taking ahead of Josh Jacobs. I'm sorry. Until the Raiders are willing to show me that Josh Jacobs is going to get the ball, I would take David Montgomery ahead of Josh Jacobs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that sounds like a hot take. No, no, no. It shouldn't. That's that's not a hot take. Matt Nagy's going to give Dave Montgomery the ball, uh, his touches, and his, yeah, his productivity is going to be there. In a division where they probably defense is not going to get better. What's crazy is that <laughs> Matt Nagy and Mitch Trubisky can both come back next year. <laughs> oh yeah, yep, and we're back right where we because... were a couple years ago when they're back in the cycle <laughs> where Matt Trubisky shows you flashes. They're like, oh, we could do it. Like, I we, this couldn't work, and they're they're right there. And a chance to make the playoffs once again. Oh man, feels like a like a abusive relationship of some sort or something. Oh yeah, I don't know. absolutely. The Bears, <laughs> yep, definitely. Uh, Daryl Henderson ends up injured, uh, but you know didn't have. If you went there this week, considering the situation with Cam Akers and the high ankle sprain, Daryl Henderson suffers a high ankle sprain himself. Actually, on a play where he fell. Three yards short of the end zone, so that kind of sucked there. Um, mm. But moving on to the wide receivers, and boy, did the wide receivers have a good day. Yeah. Uh, the wide receiver won on the week, uh, just beat out Greg's start of the week here uh, by over two points. Devontae Adams, okay. man, 37 okay. points. No, of course, I know, I know. You're not, you, you love Devontae, so I there's no man. shade here. Yeah. <laughs> 37.7 fantasy points, 11 catches, 142 yards, three touchdown receptions. Uh, Greg, I remember back in the day watching some, uh, the Jets potentially needed a quarterback. So I remember watching some Derek Carr film. And I saw this Devontae Adams guy. And I was like, who's this kid from Fresno State that balls out all the time? And here we are, 10 years later, uh, Devontae Adams killing it for the Green Bay Packers. What'd you make of this stud performance here by Devontae Adams? Yeah, man, he didn't come through for you in the semis week, but if you're able to get through with him, he came through for you in the finals. He's there for you most of the time with these boom games. Like his boom is so nice for you. Uh, it seemed like every play after every route, they uh, Chris Collins was talking about his get off. Uh, it's one of the best in the leagues. He's able to just create space and separation so well, killing any corner that he wants to. It's it's really so easy for him out there. Uh, yeah, Devontae Adams, man. Talking about him next year, if he's, I'll you know take him definitely in the first round. He's not leaving the first round. I mean, there was a play. The last, it was the last off the last Green Bay play of the game where uh, Devontae ends up catching that twenty yard pass or whatever it was down the down the left sideline. Mm-hmm. Why, if you're you just gave up like a hundred ten catches <laughs> for a hundred yards and three touchdowns to Devontae Adams and it is third and whatever it is why are you leaving that guy in single coverage no you need to be triple teaming him you need to have one and someone over the top and then a safety deep that's that's what it needs to come down to you need to have someone <laughs> at all three levels accounting for this guy because he's dangerous at all three phases he's a complete wide no, receiver you're you're literally you're literally right because they will line him up out there and they get off coverage and they're like okay well you're not going to tackle him they just throw him the ball right now they're like well now you got to tackle him then yep yep and he usually is getting uh, six seven yards on those plays uh once aaron Rodgers sees someone instantly they have this like this connection if they're you're playing 10 yards off eight yards off of him he's getting the ball yeah he's he's a complete receiver man it's great to see him healthy it's almost like me and you and flag football oh yeah we you know we sit off coverage it's (laughs) every time man every time (laughs) <laughs> um, 
Now, the wide receiver two on the week, Greg, that would be your wide receiver start of the week here, man. Going up with the stack, Mike Evans, 35.1 fantasy points and half PPR scoring, 10 catches, a buck 81, and two touchdowns, mm-hmm. Greg. What did you make of this performance? I mean, you saw it coming. Oh, so yeah. So just tell the people what you made of this performance here by Mike Evans, man. Oh, yeah. Obviously, Tom Brady was on the kill in a half. And his his main guy, top guy, has been, again, you know, Mike Evans getting, again, double-digit target numbers. So he's been he's been killing in this target share. Uh, Tom Brady's going to love him. He's going to continue to throw it to him next week. And then the uh, the real playoffs and, you know, continuing the fantasy championships oh, for people next week as well. Yeah, man. I mean, God rest your soul if you have to wear, if you have to uh, play week 17. But it is what it is, man. But Mike Evans uh, continuing to get it done, uh, has gotten it done. I mean, we were calling him a little touchdown dependent, but 10 catches a buck 81. Uh, that is, there's no touchdown dependency there. Um, the wide receiver three on the week, a guy that, you know, we hadn't seen his name here in a while, man. But nah. Michael Gallup, mm-hmm. 27.1 fantasy points. Six catches, 121 yards, two touchdown receptions. Greg, what do you make of this performance here by Michael Gallup? Yeah, he's been, um, you know, coming through last couple of weeks. Uh, I think three of the last four weeks, you know, he's been caught a touchdown, uh, doing put him some solid numbers. Uh, got matchup against the Giants, so you know he could be a guy you can go add. Uh, probably for next week if you need some some help. Yeah, man. Uh, from a dynasty perspective, Michael Gallup, one of those guys that I'm keeping my eye on. Uh, mm-hmm, I believe mm-hmm. he's a free agent after this year. So Ooh, okay. Uh, nope, you know. I take that back. Uh, nope, not after. Uh, he's a free agent the year after this year. So all I mean, you know, the uh, pa- Patriots mean need to make a lot of moves, so they have a lot of openings. <laughs> yeah, one at quarterback, especially. Yeah, one at quarterback like. too. Yep, they do. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Rounding out this top 12 here, man, the QB, the wow, QB, wide receiver four, Jamison Crowder, wide receiver five, Nelson Aguilar, six, Brandon Cook, seven, C.D. Lamb, eight, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, nine, Adam Thielen, 10, T. Higgins, 11, Curtis Samuel, and 12, Sterling Shepard. Again, wide receiver pretty deep, but, um, you know, some honorable mentions here, Deontay Johnson, Chris Godwin. Allen Robinson, Calvin Ridley, and uh, look at Deshaun Jackson, man. Making, I know. Crazy. Making a, uh, I mean, got it all done on one play, but uh, you know, making those, making a comeback here, showing us he's still got that speed. But, Greg, what you make of this performance here by these stud wide receivers, man? I know you're going to talk about your boys, so go ahead. Oh, yeah. You already know, first of all, uh, you know, Adam Thielen, he's already in there. And my boy T. Higgins, yo, this man is uh, every week like he comes through for you, no matter who the quarterback is, no matter what the productivity of the situation. Look for him, a sneaky, almost getting a thousand yards receiving in his rookie year. Like, oh, man, this is I'm just so proud of my my baby son, man. This, this is like it's perfect. Yo, I, I love it. Yes, sir. Needs uh, 91 yards or 92 yards receiving to hit that 1,000-yard mark. Mm. Would have absolutely hit it if Joe Burrow had stayed healthy the course of the year. Definitely. Um, But, you know, definitely getting it done here for you, um, T. Higgins. He's somebody that, you know, we're definitely going to be having to talk about, uh, you know, next year. Uh, what about Ceedee Lamb, man? Two weeks oh, in yeah. a row getting this mm-hmm. thing, getting this thing done here for for fantasy managers. Um, 
you know, he's, you know, showing out well here. And, uh, you know, he's somebody who's going to get Dak Prescott back next year. We oh, saw man, that next connection. Year, that leap is going to be insane. Yeah, we saw it to start the year. He was yep. probably uh, the rookie wide receiver to have mm-hmm. uh, at that point. Um, you know, could put, you know, 108 yards away from uh, the, you know, 100 yard mark here or the 1,000 yard mark here. Uh, so, not likely that he will get to a thousand yards, but uh, CeeDee Lamb definitely getting getting it done. Uh, Deontay Johnson getting it done here for fantasy managers in a week sixteen. Um, you know, two weeks ago it was rough; didn't feel like you could trust the guy. Uh, now his back to back performances here for you, uh, and then Calvin Ridley, man, we were talking about it. Yeah, this guy's gonna probably have to go ahead of Julio Jones next yes, year, sir. right, Greg? Yes, sir. I'm I'm with that, uh, Calvin Ridley. Uh, he's he's a one, but with the fact that he probably be more consistent, especially with the the you know kind of health situations, Julio getting another year older, I think Calvin Ridley's got to be the guy uh, with higher upside at this point. Yeah, man, definitely. Um, all right, man, let's get to these Jags and one uh, somebody who came into this to the week a little banged up with that hamstring, Tyreek Hill. Uh, did not come through in this matchup against Atlanta. That hamstring probably had something to do with it, but um, you know, Chiefs probably gonna rest, rest their starters in Week 17. Uh, we'll get a bye potentially, so shouldn't or you know should I think they'll be getting? I think they've locked up this. Oh yeah, they definitely. Yeah, they locked that up. Yeah, yeah, they locked it up. Otherwise, they would be not be sitting their starters in Week 17. But anyway, um, you know, so Tyreek Hill should be healthy. When they hit the first round of the playoffs, which should be no issue there. Um, but Robert Woods also did not uh, have a good day. Tyler Lockett, uh, Corey Davis. Uh, the the Packers had Jair Alexander on Corey Davis for much of the afternoon or much of the evening. So thought that was a little bit interesting there. Yeah, AJ Brown didn't um, play well Cor- either. Yeah, AJ Brown didn't play as great either. Um, Marvin Jones, I mean, Matthew Stafford did get hurt in this game, um, you know, very early in this game. So Marvin Jones suffered from from that a little bit. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, you know, suffered a high ankle sprain in this game. So he was, you know, definitely limited by that. Um, He's someone that, you know, another rookie wide receiver uh, that, you know, he he was somebody that we came into the season very high on because Debo Samuel Obviously, was dealing with the foot injury, mm-hmm. and then Ayuk was dealing with the hamstring. So then he was out a little bit. Uh, then he was dealing with, uh, you know, with COVID, uh, and then he came back, and now he's with this high ankle sprain. But all in all, he's gonna fall short of the thousand yards. He's seven seven hundred and forty eight yards. So uh, he's another guy that next yep, year scooping him up. We'll be getting S- scooping him up, scooping him up, <laughs> getting, getting those twenties and thirties. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, wide receiver twenty to thirty range. Or are you saying wide receiver twenty to thirty range or the yeah, twenty yeah, to thirty? Yeah, yeah, wide receiver twenty oh, to thirty. Right, range. Yeah. yeah, so that we're probably looking at like the seventh, eighth round there for for Mr. Brandon Ayuk, uh, which I think you know just spitballing right now. I, I'm all in on that because um, obviously you know he's one of the one of the many sons here of uh, fantasy football diagnostics. So um, anything, any anybody else that didn't come through this week, Greg, at the you know at the wide receiver position. No, nah, no, nah, pretty much move it on. Shout out to Dez, though, getting a touchdown again. <laughs> yes, sir. Good to, see uh, Dez, good to see Dez throw up the X two weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. Um, Greg, tight ends, man. And the tight end one on the week, that third-round pick, 
Yes, sir, I, it no, came through. Literally, it came it, through. I didn't yo. start up, so it did not come through. So, uh, <laughs> Jimmy Graham, the tight end, one on the week, twenty point nine fantasy points, four catches, sixty nine yards, and two touchdowns. Um, would you make his performance here by old man Jimmy Graham? Uh, yeah, this is definitely good from him. Uh, we're able to, you know, uh, eight touchdowns on the year now at this point. Um, so he's been uh, finding the end zone throughout the year, which has been great for people that have, you know, been able to start him, uh, you know, I guess uh, sporadically. And, you know, I would say he's a guy, if you're really desperate for a touchdown, he's more likely to, to get one than not. He's, uh, so uh, if you need one next week, um, you can go get him. Yeah, man, uh, you know. I just always like to get as much volume as I can at the, wide, at the tight end position, but again, it's hard to get. It's hard to come by these days. The tight yeah. end two on the week, Irv Smith Jr. Uh, you know, two two solid weeks here in a row, three good weeks out of his last four. Um, Twenty point three fantasy points here, six catches, fifty three yards, two touchdowns. Greg, what did you make of this performance here by Irv Smith Jr.? Yeah, we know the rules for the Vikings tight ends. If one is hurt, then you have to start the other. So definitely Earth Smith coming through. Um, if he, Kyle Rudolph again is out, yeah, um, you know he's gonna come through for you. He's came through for you these last two weeks in the fantasy playoffs. Um, yeah, it's good, good on Earth Smith Jr. Definitely. Yeah, man. Um, you know Earth Smith Jr. is definitely interesting. Kyle Rudolph up there in age a little bit. Irv Smith was a second round pick uh, two years ago of the Vikings. So uh, he's got draft pedigree there. Uh, who is that really fast player? I think that's J.J. Taylor. Uh, sorry, I'm getting distracted by the game here. Irv Smith Jr., um, you know, second-round pick, highly drafted by Minnesota. He's talented. So from a dynasty perspective, you know, maybe the, the, the you know, the Vikings move on from Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith Jr. can, uh, you know, take this tight end one role here for the, for the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Um, but the tight end three on the week, surprise, surprise. If he's not one, he's not two. He's got to be three, right? That will be Travis Kelsey, 19.3 fantasy points, seven catches, 98 yards, and the touchdown uh, has then, you know, nobody really remembers this, but the NFL record holder for, uh, you know, receiving yards by a tight end was George Kittle. Uh, before that, Travis Kelsey held it for like 10 minutes. Um and then George Kittle broke it. Well, now yep. Travis Kelsey holds that record: one thousand four catch, one thousand four hundred and sixteen receiving yards, breaking the previous record of one thousand three hundred and seventy-seven set by San Francisco 49ers uh, tight end George Kittle. But Greg, would you make his performance here and this just year overall by uh, Travis Kelsey? Yeah, man, this is insane. Did it in fifteen games. A guy that's gonna be there for you week in and week out. Uh, another start with Patty. Um, yeah, uh, you know, we, we talked about him. You know, he can keep playing uh, next year. I think he's got to be up again, either one or two. I have him one as a tight end to, to off the boards. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, first tight end in NFL history to have five straight 1,000-yard seasons. Um, there's If you talked to to my guy David on Twitter, uh, at Guru, Guru World Fantasy, his conversation is not about Travis Kelsey being in the first round. His conversation is Travis is is Travis Kelsey the no, the one hundred and one, the one hundred and one in PPR leagues. Woo. That is his question. Uh, he sticks by it. He he says he's his one hundred and one. Um, you know, when you look at the tight end landscape, it is kind of hard to 
to argue with his opinion. Uh, my, I mean, I don't agree with him, but it's hard to argue with it. But Greg, what is your thought on that? Is Travis Kelsey the 101 or is he worthy of being in the discussion for the 101? I think he's definitely worthy of being a discussion of the first round. Uh, and 101, I mean, uh, I think if you, with your strategy, I think it could work out. Because if you go Travis Kelsey at 101, you can make, you can get two running backs. Uh, and then with the with the deep receivers, you can get a lot of value at receivers uh, to to you know make to you know to help you survive. So I think it could work. Yeah, I mean, I he's got six. No, I wouldn't do it either. <laughs> I think it could work too. I mean, look, really, any strategy could work because what do we always say about the first round pick? Uh, as long as it's not a bust. Uh, yep. And you know, Travis Kelsey, as long as he continues to, you know lead the pack by a wide margin at the tight end position. Uh, I think that he, you know, he is worth that discussion. Um, you know, the reason why David does kind of believe in this strategy is because, you know, you risk, you you run the risk of, if you wait for Travis Kelsey, you run the risk of losing Travis Kelsey because somebody could take him at, you know, 108 or 109. And then, you know, you could lose George Kittle because you'd be like, oh, I'm just take George Kittle in the second round. And then you lose out on George Kittle or Darren Waller, whoever you believe the second tight end is. So that's why his his thought process is take Travis Kelsey at the 101. Um, but it's very interesting, but, uh, you know, interesting topic there. But anyway, the rounding out the top 12 at the tight end position and a good tight end week. I mean, they waited till week 16 to do it, but hey, better late than never. Uh, the tight end four on the week, Rob Gronkowski, the tight end five, uh, Darren Waller, the tight end six, Hayden Hurst, tight end seven, Eric Ebron, tight end eight, uh, Christopher Herndon, tight end nine, George Kittle, the tight end 10, Austin Hooper, the tight end 11, Mark Andrews, and the tight end 12, Evan Ingram. Uh, honorable mention here at the tight end position because we never do honorable mentions, but again, it was a good tight end week. We didn't have a bunch of uh, did you catch a touchdown or not, nah, guys? Uh, it was a pretty decent week. John U. Smith, Logan Thomas, Noah Fant all had decent weeks at the tight end position. Greg, what did you make of the overall uh, performance by uh, the tight end positions? Yeah, it was good to see Gronk and Darren Waller come through again, uh, <clears throat> finishing strong. Kittle back as well. You know, was able to play well for you and get you points. Um, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting year next year to see uh, what, what's going to happen with this tight end landscape of uh, these guys like Noah Fant, Mike Gusecki, you know, John o. Smith continuing to grow. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting, you know. Uh, it's also, you know, Kelsey's got a new discussion now. It's like one of probably the greatest tight ends ever. No, definitely in the conversation is one of the greatest tight ends ever. I mean, along with Rob Gronkowski and yeah. Tony Gonzalez. I mean, um, I mean, those guys are, I think, start that conversation. But Travis Kelsey, for sure, I mean, Especially if you look at what his what he could do these next couple of years, these next few right. years with, with Patrick Mahomes, um, you know the, the the ceiling is is still is still I don't think we've we've really seen it, um, but yeah I mean tight end position next year I'm going to do the same thing I always do with tight ends it worked this year <laughs> I'm either going to take one or really early like the Travis Kelsey or the George Kittles or the Darren Wallers or I'm just going to take one really I'm fine late. with taking Mark Andrews though still. Yeah, I mean, Mark Andrews, um, I'm fine with taking him. I, I just, I, there's not enough volume in that offense. So you're kind of like, if he doesn't catch the touchdown, you're kind of screwed. 
uh, sometimes, you know, unlike the George Kittles and the Darren Wallers and yeah. the Travis Kelseys, yeah. where if they catch a touchdown, it's like, wow, they had a monster day. Um, but I understand taking Mark Andrews just because of how often he is targeted by Mark, by Lamar Jackson. And, you know, he has that 20-point upside, which we talk about with these tight ends. TJ Hawkinson, he's somebody that I would, you know, take, yep. take a shot on later. Um, yep. Noah Fant, you know, Noah Fant will probably go later just because of the year that he had. Uh, you know, end of year numbers won't be kind to him, uh, but people will forget that he was hurt for a lot of the year. Uh, yep. You know, same same with a guy like Robert Tunyon. Um, you know, so you know these guys, I'm going to take the shot on a little bit. I'm willing to take the shot on a little bit later. Uh, but Mike Gusecki, he's another one I'm going to take that shot on just because again we we see that upside there. But you know, we'll see what happens. But you know, we brought him up the the Jags of the week. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson, the second straight week in a row. But again, I'm not. I'm not really holding it against him. This one, his quarterback leaves. You know, in the first quarter of the game there. So I'm not really holding that against T.J. Hawkinson. What do you think there, Greg? Yeah, I'm not holding against him. Uh, again, two out of now 16, 15 weeks. Um, this that he's had a bad performance. So, but other other than that, um, he's been money for you. So yeah, definitely a guy I agree with targeting next year for sure. Of late value. Um, for TJ, TJ's probably gonna go uh, after that. Um, probably top five jumble bump though. Yeah, no, definitely he's gonna he'll go after that range. Um, you know, another guy that shows up on this list, he was my stream of the week. That would be Dalton Schultz. Um, didn't have a great day. And you know what? It's the last time I stream Dalton Schultz. Maybe we, hopefully we get Blake Jarwin back next year. Um, yeah, with please. Dak Prescott. So yes. <laughs> um. Actually, Dalton Schultz was good with Dak Prescott. Let me let me not forget. That. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Any tight end <laughs> is good with any prospect. Like you know, Dak just makes everyone better, man. It's it's insane. Make sure Cowboys pay this man. Hopefully they do. Yeah, man. Hopefully that is the case. Um, but you know, nothing. No other Jags at tight end position. Greg, is there any anyone else you got? Nah, nah. Pretty much that's it. All right, man. Well. Um, Moving on to some of these injuries here, uh, Michael Pittman Jr., he is in concussion protocol. Uh, Sammy Watkins, he suffered a calf injury, so seems like he will miss the, uh, this, you know, miss the rest of the regular season. Um, Joe Mixon, surprise, surprise, will not play Week 17. Had no idea that was the case. Yeah, um, Michael- I didn't know that was like even a, <laughs> a, I know, a thing. <laughs> um, Brandon Ayuk, we talked about him before. He... Um, he suffered a high ankle sprain, so he's his regular season is done. Um, I think there was something else that I got wind of right before we started recording, but um, yeah. And then another injury that happened was uh, Jared Goff. He injured his thumb. Uh, seems to have broken and dislocated his thumb on his throwing hand, and um, was not expected to get cleared in time. He was going to try to play through it, but. Seems like uh, he won't be able to do that. Um, so uh, the 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 Rams won't have him for this. Basically, you know, do or die game here on Sunday uh, as they face off against the Arizona Cardinals, who are also playing for a playoff spot. Uh, so um, you know that's that's going to be a blow to the Rams there, uh, Greg. So as we move towards this week seventeen. Um, 
you know, we talk about this, but we talked about this before. Week 17 is a little bit different. Uh, we're looking at things that we, you know, it's more about information, less about players. Um, you know, so which teams are, you know, what teams are playing for something, what teams, you know, uh, you know, are, you know, have, you know, are sitting their players, aren't sitting their players, uh, what, you know, what, you know, even we get, we get even into contract incentives for these guys, milestones for these guys. Um, you know, Justin Jefferson, for example, you know, needs, you know, a hundred and hundred and so receiving yards to break Anquan Bolden's, um, you know, rookie receiving record. So obviously you're going to start Justin Jefferson, but things like that are things that we want to keep in mind, especially from a DFS perspective. But Greg, as we head towards this week 17, what running backs are we potentially looking to pick up off waivers to help us in this week 17 championship if we have to play one? Uh, yeah, definitely. So uh, guys, we got to look to probably at the running back position uh, is first definitely dependent on the health of uh, Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon. Uh, he's 8% rostered. Uh, the second round rookie pick, you know, finally coming through, showing both his size and athleticism, got the 21 carries. 124 yards, two touchdowns with Aaron Jones also in there for the majority of the game. He also got dinged up a little bit, but he was he was in there. Um, again, depending on the health of Jamal Williams, uh, got this week 17 matchup versus Chicago. Um, so, but without, you know, without Jamal Williams, he's definitely in that flex conversation. Uh, and then after that, uh, again, Gus Edwards, he's still 40% rostered. Um, but again, you know, 15 carries, 85 yards. Also got two receptions for 37 yards. Got the cake matchup versus Cincinnati uh, next week in a game that Baltimore desperately needs to win uh, in a game that Gus, you know, would definitely be a part of the game plan uh, to get, set, you know, seven to ten plus carries, carries uh, which he's done, you know, the last five games. Yeah, I mean, especially without Mark Ingram being active, um, Gus Edwards run, running as that number two back there. So I like I like that one a lot. Uh, Greg, what about these uh, wide receivers? What, which guys... Uh, you know, potentially in a good spot here could help us in this week 17. Yeah, I think um for probably if you you're in need of a receiver, I probably look to to give you good you know flex value at first, uh, safe value. Michael Gallup uh, and Sterling Shepard, both those guys, Michael Gallup uh, and Sterling Shepard are both 44% rostered. Uh, Gallup, you know, I think he could be a solid flex wide receiver three option, which he's been three of the past four weeks. You know, he's got four touchdowns over that span. He's averaging over seven targets over the last four games as well. Uh, again, the matchup versus the Giants, <clears throat> you know, with the secondary uh, parts, uh, definitely vulnerable. Um, and, you know, I think they're a game that the Cowboys need to win, especially. So they're, you know, they're going to use everybody. And Gallup has been hot of late. So I could see Dalton going back to him. Uh, and, and then Sterling Shepard. Uh, he's got the matchup on the other side versus the Cowboys, which is probably even a better matchup. Uh, and then he's got value. I think he's got way better value with Daniel Jones at quarterback. Uh, seems to dark target him way more. Um, got 12 targets yesterday. I mean, on Sunday, uh, 9 for 77 and a touch. Um, so, you know, he should lead, lead this Giants team in targets again against uh, and definitely in the full point PPR leagues if you need some uh, help at the flex position. And for deeper leagues, uh, guys, I think just, you know, will get targeted. You know, these these guys that are going to come up week 17 uh, injuries are here. You know, random guys, uh, Deshaun Hamilton, uh, especially if KJ Hamlin is going to be in the concussion protocol. Uh, he should be used, especially in a good matchup versus Las Vegas next week. 
Cam Sims, I know we mentioned him a couple times before, but again, he had another nine-target day. Uh, he's got at least eight targets in three of the last four games. Uh, he's, they got a must-win matchup uh, with Philly next week, um, so you know it's a, that's a vulnerable secondary. And then Josh Reynolds, uh, 10 targets, second time he's got double-digit targets this year. Uh, another time he's led this Rams team in target share. Um, probably be hurt a little bit with the hurt of uh, no harm of Jared Goff. Um, but yeah, Deshaun Hamilton and Cam Sims could help you in deeper leagues. Yeah, definitely going to always, you know, obviously tough. Did you, um, what about Zach Pascal? Any interest there? Um, yeah, and you know, it's, it, this is two straight weeks now. He's come through. It's just hard, usually hard to call the Colts receivers. Michael but Pittman, yeah, he should have, he should have value. Yeah, if he's definitely going to be out, then, uh, I think Zach Pascal is going to be used and targeted, um, between him and T.Y., yeah. All right, Greg, what about the quarterback position? What? You know, streaming options that we looking at this week. Uh, I think two. Um, Derek Carr uh, going against Denver next week. Uh, he's thirty nine percent rostered in that first game against Denver. He didn't play very well, but he is hot of late. He came through last week, got over three hundred yards and uh, a touch. You know, his last three full healthy games, he's got over three hundred yards and two total touchdowns because he got the rushing touchdown as well yesterday. Uh, I think he's a safe floor play against Denver. Um, you know, really a game that's not really important, but it could be. One of those, like, shootout, uh, no-name games you're not really thinking about. And then Phillip Rivers, uh, he didn't play so well this week, but he does have Jacksonville next week in a game that the Colts need to win, uh, 40% rostered. Um, you know, he had that five-game streak before that uh, with at least 200 passing yards and two touchdowns. So uh, they got a lot to play for. Phillip Rivers should be a, so- a solid play next week. Yeah, I agree with that one as well. Uh, what about the tight end position? What do we got there? I know it's always tough, but... Uh, yeah, I think we can. Yeah, there's some decent guys. I think those top two that we saw in the the, the landscape this week, uh, Irv Smith Jr. has got to be first, especially with the health of Kyle Rudolph. He's not playing. He's going to be an excellent uh, tight end two streamer value with some tight end one upside. Um, he's 15% roster, so go get him. Uh, and Jimmy Graham after that, um, probably the last one if you're desperate for a touchdown. He's got eight on the year again. I mentioned that. And going against Green Bay, uh, where Chicago needs to really win this game. So they might, you know, down in the goal line, and when they really need it, they might have to throw it to Jimmy Graham. Yeah, I mean, they, <clears throat> Chicago playing in a must-win game next week. So, um, you know, definitely good to target players from that team in your fantasy matchup this week. So, again, hopefully y'all out there uh, are champions today. Uh, this would be, a you know, a great day to be champions. Um, I know, and, man. You know, hope- yeah, man. I mean, <clears throat> I know uh, I'm in three leagues. I'm in five leagues. Uh, two of them, uh, I have no shot of winning. Uh, three of them, I got a shot of winning. Uh, one of them I'm riding on right now. So, uh you know, we'll see what happens here, but hopefully y'all out there, y'all want you you guys are in your fancy playoffs, y'all are winning your chips, or maybe you're getting ready for a fancy playoff next week. Again, the two week playoff rules, you know, that two week playoff thing still applies. If you're down this week, you gotta go for some upside next week. Uh, remember, stash so if you're playing ESPN or you know, check what the rule the rules are for tiebreakers, but I know in ESPN it's like you're it's bench scoring. So just pick up a bunch of quarterbacks and just put those guys on your bench if you can. Um, you know, it's a little hack there. But anyway, everyone, uh, good luck the rest of the year. Uh, thank you for, you know, I, I know a lot of you have, you know, gone on or, you know, probably are done with your fantasy season. So 
Uh, we want to thank you for, you know, trusting in us to help guide you uh, through your fantasy season and potentially to a championship through your fantasy playoffs. Um, you know, want to, you know, say thank you for that. Thank you for showing us all the support. Uh, we love and appreciate every single one of you that, uh, you know, take the time out to, you know, you know, either listen to, you know, the podcast or interact with us on social media or repost anything that we post. Uh, so I want to say thank you for that. And, you know, again, we are not going away next week. We'll, you'll get us back or, you know, this week you'll get us back for, um, you know, for breakdowns or probably be a similar format to last week. Um, and then for the rest of the, you know, for the remainder of the year, um, you know, Greg and I are, are going to do a hits and misses episode, which, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll be one, you'll want to catch that or we'll kind of go through some of our, our hits and misses from the year. Uh, but then after that, we get into dynasty, uh, you know, once, you know, once a month, um, you know, once every two weeks, something like that, two to four weeks, you'll get an episode for me. Um, you know, I'm going to try to get some guests on here as well. Uh, talk some dynasty stuff, whether it's, you know, people like that you've heard on here before, like obviously, you know, Greg goes, you know, he goes, you know, full-time basketball, you know, ball is life mode. Uh, so, uh, you know, bring him back on here every now and then, uh, you know, my brother, Randy, uh, you know, people from our dynasty league, but as well as like people that I've met in the community as well. So, um, going to try to get that done. So be on the lookout for that. But again, thank you for all the support. Um, keep vibing with us, keep riding with us. Um, and yeah, we appreciate you. And again, uh, please rate review the podcast, uh, it helps us out a ton and, um, you know, follow us on social media, follow the show at FF Diagnostics on Twitter and Instagram, follow Greg on Instagram at we underscore made it. And then you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JR football nerd. Have a good one, everybody. And we are out. We are out.